What's going on, America? This episode of the Dear America podcast is brought to you by my friends at Black Rifle Coffee. Look, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Drink America's coffee. Stop being a sissy about it. Stop giving your money to these communist coffee organizations that spit in your face and hate everything that you stand for. Go drink America's coffee and support my friends at BlackRifleCoffee.com today. All right, everyone, I am coming to you uh, from everybody's favorite way of doing this. I'm coming to you live from the truck, uh, leaving Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, I'm going on four hours of caffeine in a dream, baby. <laughs> it's been a long, it's been a long little trip, but I promised you guys that I'd give you some initial thoughts um, after President Trump's announcement last night that he is indeed, in fact, one million percent running for president of the United States um, in 2024. Um, I'll tell you some interesting things that I've noticed already, and not even uh, hasn't even been 12 hours <laughs> since the announcement was made. Um, first initial thoughts. Like I said, this episode is going to be one of those where Zach just kind of inputs things where he sees it. And I'm just going to tell you my gut feelings and my gut thoughts. Um, I will tell you that the group of people that were in the room, it was about a thousand people that were invited um, in the room uh, for the announcement at Mar-a-Lago. Um, there was there was something there. I, I mean, I, I don't know how else to explain it. Other than that, I, th there were there were virtually no politicians of any kind. Uh, like maybe two or three. Uh, a lot of that's due to the fact they're doing leadership votes. But you know they could have made it out if they wanted to. Th this this really was a. There were a lot of faith people there. Um, this was a different crowd. It, it was very reminiscent of the 2015 group, that ragtag group of people that personified what President Trump stood for in his first term. And I think a lot of people will probably say that in 2020, uh, a lot of the D.C. elites got involved in what he was trying to do, and it did. It changed the tone of things a bit. Um, I had a lot of great conversations with a lot of people within the community. Uh, and that ranges from just straight politics to influence to church world, uh, all of the above. And, and it was a really good atmosphere because it wasn't just a, oh, Trump is Lord and just worship everything he does. No, it, it was not like that at all. And I do not believe that, by the way. I believe idolizing politicians is anti-biblical one. Uh, there's only uh, one king, there's only one savior, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. But um, this was very much an open and honest conversation between a lot of people. Hey, man, this is the last shot, literally the last shot, the last time. Um, 
my personal belief is it's the last opportunity we have to have a presidential election like we know it. And so this is one of those situations where we got to take this crap seriously. Um, and there's a lot of things that need to be fixed. There's a lot of mistakes that were made. Uh, there was a lot of listening to the wrong people. There was a lot of things that went wrong. Uh, in 2020, I feel like uh, Trump turned his back on the uh, faith community. And what I mean by that is, I don't mean like he was anti-Jesus. What I mean is in 2015, all the way through 2018, uh, you had evangelicals for Trump. You had Trump actively meeting with church leaders, uh, people of faith, trying their best to direct him in the right way, responsibly, in a biblical way for the country. Um, you had Trump listening to the youth of the country. And I think that's something that we lost in 2020. And our most recent elections, as we have talked about ad nauseum at this point, has shown that we have lost the younger generation. Um, there were a lot of talks about what the future looks like, um, a lot of talks about uh, if Trump's going to be back on social media or not and, and what to do about that. And, you know, there was also a lot of talk about what his speech was going to be like. Um, you know, there were some people that wanted him to go scorched earth. I was among those that said, you know, I really think it needs to be more presidential. I think it needs to be more uh, kind of a addressing of the na a state of the union, right? Um, and and I would say that I was impressed by the speech overall. Ninety percent of it, I was impressed. There were a couple parts where I was kind of eh, getting off the rails just a little. Um, but I've heard President Trump speak probably 50 times now. And I would say that this, this one was up there. Um, even just the first words, you know, America's comeback starts right now. Um, I loved how he focused this campaign around the fact that this is not going to be his campaign it's going to be the people's campaign. I think that that was a very, very, very strong message. Uh, and, you know, my immediate response to people um, after uh, the event was that is something that needs to be taken and run with for the next two years. Um, this isn't my campaign. It's our campaign. Uh, take America back, right? Take America back for the people. Take America back for God. Take America back for freedom. Take America back for righteousness. Take America back for greatness. I think that's a great, I think that's great. And, and I don't know if that was written or if that was just him off the cuff, but either way, I think that is a solid messaging. Um, I think that uh, his tone Overall, it was very good. It was less Donald Trump being that attack dog that we know him to be. This was not a rally speech, which I think was very appropriate. Um, it was very buttoned up. It was very, um, yeah, it, it was it, it was it was a announcement um, that you know that, that that I was very honored to be a part of. 
There is literally no reason to pay Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile over $80 a month for wireless when you can get the same service on the same network at Pure Talk for half the price. Yep, talk, text, and blazing fast data, just $30 a month. Look, I use Pure Talk. You should use Pure Talk. Stop giving your money to woke companies that spit in the face of your values. I switched to Pure Talk because I like supporting a company owned by a U.S. veteran. I like supporting a company who supports me and my values. I invite you to switch to Pure Talk too, and you can do it in as little as 10 minutes. Show corporate America you're done funding their leftist politics. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code G-R-A-H-A-M to save 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, promo code Graham, and make the switch to Pure Talk and save 50% off your first month now. Um, I've had some Christians write me asking me how I can, you know, how how do I feel about Trump, DeSantis? How do I feel about putting my, my name in the hat with Trump right now? And so I just want to address that really quick. Uh... You know, even Alyssa has asked me, and I'm going to say this, uh, Donald Trump is not a perfect man at all. I know the man, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, he's not. But I'm telling you that Ron DeSantis is not either. Um, I'm also telling you that none of them are. The, 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 there is no perfect politician, or they would not be politicians. There is no perfect people, because those don't exist. What I am telling you is, there is one person in this world that has been persecuted more than any other person probably in American history. I mean, we literally were in Mar-a-Lago where not even a month and a half ago, the FBI raided this man's home, right? This man is persecuted daily, and why? Why is this man the most persecuted man in the country? When you've got people like Hunter Biden, when you've got people like Hillary Clinton, when you've got this uh, cryptocurrency thing that... Uh, seems like a big, gigantic Ponzi scheme uh, where Biden is giving billions and billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine. Ukraine is then, don well, was donating into this cryptocurrency company that just so happened to become the second largest donor to the Democrats in the past election. I mean, why are none of these things being investigated? And I believe that Donald Trump is being persecuted because uh, for all his flaws, and there are many, okay? I'm not negating. Trump is not God. I'm not saying that. Trump is a flawed man, okay? He's his own worst enemy at times. I, I mean, this is me being honest with you. I'm saying that I, at this point, I'm rolling with the guy that the big government hates. That's who I'm rolling with because I don't trust the government. I don't trust our elections. I don't trust our government. Um, I trust God, um, and that's it. And right now, I've prayed about it a lot, and I'm rolling with Trump. Until DeSantis or somebody else beats him, uh, I'm rolling with President Trump because I believe that the Democrats aren't the way to preserve America. Um, and I do believe that Donald Trump especially will fight for life. I do believe that Donald Trump especially will fight for religious freedoms. Um, and I do believe, if you listen to his speech last night, emphasize the facts on parental rights over their children. 
um, getting rid of critical race theory and gender ideology and all of these extreme things, um, bringing back our military and our service members um, and anyone who was fired over the vaccine with full back pay. I mean, these are all major, 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 major things. And I think that if President Trump just runs on that, I think he's going to be very hard to beat. Here's some interesting things, though, that I've noticed. I've noticed some people say uh, his speech was low energy compared to normal Trump speeches. Well, you know, I may agree with that, but I think that the occasion called for it. You know, this wasn't a Trump rally uh, at all. This was not a Trump rally, and I don't think that it should have been a Trump rally. Um... I think that it was, in my personal opinion, I thought it was appropriate. Um, He took a little jab here and there, but, you know, I mean, that's just Trump, man. I mean, that's what he's going to do. The interesting thing to me, and this, this again, kind of goes to what I'm talking about here on why you have to, there comes a point where you have to ask yourself, why is Donald Trump so persecuted? Okay. So how many speeches have Joe Biden give how many speeches has Joe Biden given in the past two years? Well it's not a lot because, you know, they won't let him talk. But when he does, he says the most outrageous things ever. And what's interesting to me, and I've pointed this out a lot, is where are the fact checks? Because it used to be it used to be when Donald Trump was president, it used to be without fail. Um When Donald Trump would speak, uh, within 30 minutes, every major news outlet would have fact checks over his entire speech. That has not happened under Joe Biden. Um, They may, every once in a while, I think I've maybe seen one or two fact checks about a specific statement, and that's only after there's been this huge Twitter outroar or whatever. What's interesting to me is I get on Twitter this morning, Like I said, it hadn't even been 12 hours since the announcement. And wouldn't you know it, New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, Washington Examiner, all of these places, uh, their entire articles dedicated to fact-checking every single thing that Donald Trump said during his announcement speech. It is baffling to me that people do not see this. It is baffling to me that people do not see the blatant hypocrisy of all of these things. It is baffling to me that we do not recognize that there is one person that the swamp hates more than anyone else, and that is Donald Trump. And I think that there's a reason for that. And honestly, if we all believe the same things. If we all know that the government is corrupt, if we all know that these things do not add up, I'm rolling with Trump. That's just the way it is. And yes, I'm a Christian. And yes, I'm a Christian first. If Donald Trump turns away from the Lord, I ain't rolling with Donald Trump. Uh, But as long as he's, you know, as long as he's saying that he's going to put God first, he's going to put religious freedoms first, he's going to protect life, he's going to protect our freedoms, he's going to uh, put an end uh, and put turn limits on uh, politicians, he's going to end lobbying for politicians, he's going to end 
mail-in voting and, and voting machines, only paper ballots. Um, those are things that I can truly, 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 truly get behind. Um, and I think that it's something that over the next two years is going to evolve a lot. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with this Ron DeSantis thing. I've talked to a lot of people. Um, you know, everybody's kind of on the fence about what's going to happen there. Um, I, I, I can tell you this. I was in the room. The, the electricity for Donald Trump is absolutely still there. Um, and... You know, I heard Pete Hegseth go on yesterday or last night and basically say that, you know, Donald Trump's message was simple, that there's one original, there's one original guy that started this whole thing that even those of you listening right now, and I know this is more of a little bit of a political episode, but I think it's relevant. I've said for years that the thing that Donald Trump did that is the most untalked about, but is the most honest thing is Donald Trump opened our eyes to the truth about what's going on in D.C. And now that our eyes are opened, we can't turn away. There's one person who put it all on the line to, as Dave Chappelle say, come out of the house and say, hey, everything that you think that we're doing in that house, all of us elitists, we're doing every single bit of it. Uh just wanted to let you know that all of it's true. I think that that's powerful, man. I, I really do. And just watching people at the end of his speech just dance. I mean, just dance, you know, with joy at, at the end of it because the truth is things are getting bad in our country. And as I said yesterday, or on, on yesterday's episode, maybe things haven't gotten bad enough yet. And the president even said that in his speech, which I know the president listens to the show, so I'm going to slightly take credit for that cliff note he put in there. Um, things are only going to get worse, and I think there's a lot of people currently that are still voting because they just haven't experienced the full wrath of everything that's coming down our way. Uh, gas is going to get worse. Inflation's going to get worse. The housing market's going to get worse. The job market's going to get worse as far as independent payrolls and private payrolls. That means uh, uh, self-employed businesses is only going to get worse. Um, there's a lot of work to do, ladies and gentlemen. The church has a lot of work to do. I had some great meetings with some great members of faith. And that's another thing. For everybody to get some mad at me when I go to these things, I would say to you, I think it's ridiculous that you wouldn't go to these things. Why would you not want to be in the areas where people that can actually make impacts for the Lord are? And you can have honest conversations on where you believe the church is failing, where you believe that we can do better as Christians, where you believe that we can do better as Americans. Why would you not want to go there? Why would you not want to be a part of that? Why would you not want to do everything that you possibly can to help in every regard? The answer is, as Christians especially, we are to go out into those situations and be a light into the world. And we, and that's exactly what I did. I talked about Jesus more than I talked about Trump. 
Because I do. I truly believe that if we don't win back the church, if we don't win back parents of children 17 and under, and we don't win back the kids 17 and under, it's all over with anyway, man. I truly believe that. I truly believe it. It's what I believe. And I'm going to keep screaming it at the top of my lungs until the day I die. Because now that I've seen what I've seen, I can't unsee it. And I refuse to unsee it. And I will tell President Trump this. I will tell the campaign this. Um, yeah, because it's the truth. Now to the final part of this episode. A lot of people are wondering, am I going to be involved in the Trump campaign? Uh, I will say that that is uh, yet to be determined. Um, I had a lot of conversations. Uh, there's a lot of things that I have to do that I know that the Lord has put on my heart to do. Um, as far as church goes, as far as kingdom work goes, etc. If there is an area that I can come in and help that uh, allows me to primarily focus on the real mission which is spreading the good news of the Word of God, working on kingdom work, then maybe. Uh, you know, I think that's about as much of an answer as I can give you guys right now. But I will say this. To those of you that are wondering, the atmosphere is different. The, the, the atmosphere around this campaign very much feels like, yeah, I don't know how else to say it, ragtag, ready-for-war type energy within the Trump campaign. And, and, and so take that for what you will. Um, those are my instant takes, instant analysis from being there, feeling the room, feeling the energy, feeling the excitement, seeing people stand for hours, hours to listen to what Donald Trump had to say. Um, I think that now is the time because there's going to be a battle, ladies and gentlemen. There's going to be a battle. Ron DeSantis will run. Glenn Youngkin will probably run. I've heard Mike Pence is probably going to jump in. There's going to be a bloodbath. Okay, and so what we need to do right now, and I say this saying that right this second, I stand with President Trump because I believe Trump's going to win. Um, but we need to pray for all of these people, and we need to pray to God right now that the right candidate emerges not our emotions not our feelings the right candidate emerges to fight the battle that needs to be fought lying ahead and it's going to be a rough one it's going to be a bloody one and so i personally am praying i believe donald trump's going to come out on that but i'm praying for the right outcome i'm praying for the lord's outcome regardless and i invite you to do the same god bless you guys this is going to be a wild ride uh nobody's happier that trump is running than cnn uh because they've actually got something to talk about for some viewers um it feels like uh, weirdly it feels like things are kind of getting back to normal uh do me a favor we are still surging in the charts share this episode uh send it to five friends tell them to subscribe Leave us a review, leave us a comment, it helps us in the radius. God bless you guys, and I'll see you all again next time.